Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel 30 Questions. It's time for Moon Knight 30 Questions show, where each week we ask 30 questions about the new Marvel Disney Plus show, Moon Knight. My name is Adam Portress, and joining me today, if anyone's going to punch him in the face, it's going to be him. Sweet Shanta Kovacs from the internet. That's not true. I've been punched in the face many times. <laughs> <laughs> when you got a mouth on him like that, you're just about to see it happen left and right. Uh, we are short one Bruce Leslie this week, but do not worry. We still got 30 questions. You know, only two of us, but you know, we, we, we can still pump out 30. We'll make it work. We're not going to make We're not going to turn it into 20 questions just because one of us couldn't make it. No, you deserve all the 30 questions. Uh, so uh, we also would like you to be in on these 30 questions. So if you have a question for us, we'd like you to email us at marvel30q at gmail.com. Make sure that those questions are short, sweet, and to the point. And uh, if they're awesome, they'll get on the show like many of our listeners, including this first one. Let's get it going. Uh, Moon Knight Season 1, Episode 4, entitled The Tomb. Question number one comes to us from Matthew. Matthew writes, do you have a favorite Egyptian god? That's from Matthew Secular Man Vandiver. Well, Matthew, uh, when it comes to Egyptian gods, uh, I, when it comes to any, any, any kind of mythology, I, I'm a, I'm a basic bitch when it comes to it. So, you know, Ra, you can't beat Ra, the sun <laughs> God. Um, and, and I just, I, like, I, there's something about him, about that, that character that I really like, or maybe you actually do, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to nope <laughs> stop people's feelings here Look, I, the thing i like about that character is that like you can just go uh, uh in a comic book and go how did he get his powers ah, Ra gave it to him done yeah <laughs> that, that, that's what i like about it and so for me i'm going raw yeah well that's that's the one i i got only on account of it's the only one i could know off the top of my head i don't know <laughs> i don't have one to me it was like th- be it this or like greek mythology stuff like that Boy, oh boy, do I not care. I just, I don't know what it, like, I don't have any, you know, I mean, I guess if you're Greek, maybe you like some of that stuff. I don't know. Like, like what, what draws people to it? Like if, if your heritage comes from there, I get that. Well, but, you know, the, the, one of the big problems with being a nerdy nerd is that when it comes to uh, other mythologies, whether it's Egyptian, Greek, Roman, whatever, is that you already have those archetypes because you're already reading comic books. Right. And so because you have the comic books and they're so alive and, you know, they're so colorful that all of this ancient stuff feels that it feels ancient. And so, you know, it takes a long time to, to realize that there's value in, in, in these mythos. And so it's one of, it's one of the, 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 myself included in this, I, 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 I put up walls that I don't necessarily like that I have them, but you know, my brain isn't smart enough to be able to name off, you know, 30 different, 30 different gods from, from all of the, the mythos. You know what I kind of liken it to hmm. football. I, I I like the NFL. The NFL is great. I pay attention to the NFL. I'm like watching the standings. I you know I, I I'm a Panthers fan. Love it or you know hate it. <laughs> I am. Uh, so I'm watching it. I can get it. I can invest myself in that. When it comes to college football, boy oh boy, do I not care because there's too much of it. There's well, too many not- things. There's too many divisions. I feel like like Egyptian gods, Greek gods. There's a lot. Of, it's the it's that. There's too much to know. I don't need to know all that. Give me my give me my you know my, what 15, 20 teams, however many teams there are now. Forget. Uh, but g- give me those amount of teams. I don't need all the other divisions. I don't need I don't need eight billion other you know different gods to figure out. 
I'm a well, monotheistic you, man. <laughs> I tell, where did where did you go to college? Uh, I went to art colleges, so they don't really count oh, as so, like proper right. stuff. So right, so you didn't have a football team. No, you know the the college I went to didn't have a football team either. However, when my daughter, uh, my youngest daughter, went to school, she got into it, and so now I am I am a fan of that school. And it does add to the flavor of your life to root for a college team and then root against the people in that same division. It is, it is fun. Now I don't I listen. I don't not hate other people. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't tell you anything outside of that division, but I know what's going on in that, in that division because yeah. college football is new to me as well, but it's new to me within the last five years. Whereas I've been watching professional football for almost my whole life. Yeah. It's just too much. Let's go to question well, two. <laughs> when they put away the little conchu statue, they place it in a cubby with nine other little statues. Plus there's the one that they find in Alexander the great that makes 11. Are those other Egyptian gods that they've put on ice or is it something else? That's what I'm to understand that those are all gods of some certain type. That said, there were also questions that were kind of involved in that of like, for example, with Khonshu kind of being, for lack of a better term than I know of, the moon god, if you will. Um, how does, if, if the moon god is, you know, uh, captured in this little statue dealie, uh, how is the moon still processing and how is the moon still working? From what I've been told, or at least the kind of thought is, is that all of those things are still there. They're kind of just the person that sort of oversees how humans interpret these things, if that makes sense. Oh, see, the way that I see it is like um, like the cab, like the presidential cabinet where, you know, like you got the president and then he's got, you know, his secretary of state, secretary of defense, like all of that. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you might get rid of your secretary of defense and then you gotta, you know, you gotta keep the country going. So basically somebody else has to step up, but you know, like sometimes it's, you know, whomever else, but it, everything still runs. It's just that the person who was in charge of that thing is no longer there. I'm sorry. Donnie was running the moon today. He's, exactly. He's, he's out. It couldn't be, couldn't be quite in. Uh, number three. If you were Layla, wouldn't you take more with you to protect yourself against the bloodthirsty Tomb Raider and his religious zealots than just a mentally unwell man and a couple of road flares? <laughs> well, as long as you can be absolutely sure that the people that are coming after you also have explosives that are exposed in their truck that could be hit <laughs> by fire, then then you're okay. Outside of that possibility of you knowing that that's happening, maybe you want a gun. That's just me. You know, and, and it's not like she didn't know that they were that that they were going to be there. You know, like she definitely knows Ethan Hawke is on their tail or they're chasing him. Like she knows they're going to be there. And yet she is completely ill prepared for the situation. It doesn't make much sense to me. Yeah, especially when it feels like this, like this kind of thing isn't her first rodeo. Right. Like, like, you know, you can understand Steven not being prepared for something like this. Right. Because he's never been in that situation before. And that I understand. Yeah. But her not being prepared is why I asked the question. Yeah. It seems a little bit nuts. But again, I, I, I sometimes, sometimes we can forgive the, those like it happened because story shut up. Sure. I'm okay with that. Like as, as I, long as you make I sense would with be, it, we're cool. I would be, but there's a whole lot of that happening in the show. Well. Where like. 
Well, you're just going to have to keep going. Look, we had to keep going. We had to keep moving. You know, there's a whole lot of that happening in this. And, and, and I blame it on The Mummy because The Mummy is one of those movies that everybody loves. The Mummy is a terrible movie that everybody loves, yeah. myself included. I love that movie. But that movie is terrible. Yeah. And, and th- this has that mummy feel to it more so than it's more mummy than Indiana Jones. Quick mummy thing, just as a as a fast oh. as a fast aside. You ever ridden that mummy ride at Universal? I have not. It's pretty good. It's like it's like an indoor roller coaster. Oh, it's kind of super fun. We rode on it once, and then it kind of like something went wrong, <laughs> and then the lights turned on, and uh, we kind of saw a little bit of behind. The, it's wild. It's it's kind of like it's so weird to see everything on. Of like, hey, here's how you go <laughs> through it, and you're like, what? This is this. I shouldn't be seeing this. This isn't right. But uh, I got a buddy who works for Universal who's like, look, if you love any of this stuff, don't ever work for for the park. Oh, I could imagine. No, you did it <laughs> super, super fast. Yeah. Uh, let's go to question number four. Would you trust your lady to be around another version of yourself? Oh, man, that's a good one. Uh, I would. I would trust my lady. I wouldn't trust the other version of myself. Uh, that's probably I probably should have. I probably should have asked it like that. Would you trust yourself like her? That's that's fine. You know, you know where she lies. But like another version of you, uh, I don't know. Like I'm, I'll talk to myself in this in the same scenario. Would I trust me? Uh, I don't know. No, I would. I totally would not trust myself, but I would trust the lady yeah. because I would, you know, because obviously that guy's, you know, you're attracted to her by the laws of transformation. He is also attracted to her, so you know he's going to be trying because yes. you because you did you tried yes. you got there, so you know that your other version of you is going to be like, well, if that guy can get it, it's clearly also shown that I too can achieve this goal. <laughs> yes, he already did it for me. So like you know the the trail's already been run, so I'm down. <laughs> but don't trust yourself, everybody. Uh, number four, this one is a, a Bruce question, but that Bruce didn't write. Steve, or something in Steven, uh, punches him before he follows Layla uh, delaying him. Do you have any idea as to why? I've heard a couple of theories. It's Mark. Mark is the one who punches him in the face. I Yeah, the second time I watched it, I figured that one out more, but the first time I watched it and I heard someone else saying, I thought it was a little bit far-fetched and watching the second time and really kind of looking for the the clues that it might be this that like the person that punched him was the third personality. Oh, I don't think so. No, I think after that, that one's still locked. Having up. having rewatched it, uh, I was like, because I wanted to look for it. I want to see the things that other people see or have like you know weird thoughts and ideas as to where things are going. But uh, I just wanted to see if that you know that that was what my understanding was. And then it was a little twist, and then I said, no, no, I, I disagree. Let's go to you know. No, well, hold on, hold on, because I'm when I when I watched it the first time. What I thought was that he had, he had like, like, like I, I didn't catch him punching himself in the face. I, I caught it like he, he had like hit something, like run into something, and his arm just mistakenly hit him in the face. Yeah. But, but on that second viewing, and and boy, oh boy, we sh- we should get into that in a minute. But on the second viewing, I was like, I was like, oh, oh, it's clearly Mark there that's actually punching him in the face. Uh, on a second viewing, th- th- in particular, these last two episodes have not been great <laughs> when you watch it the second time and you're like, oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. So like, let me, I'm sorry. I, I didn't even finish my, my, my proper thought. As to, and that, that's on me. Um, so the idea was and th- this was something that I that that I found that was interesting that the guess was, is that this third personality punched Stephen and then proceeded to fall down into the the cavern with her 
and then that possibly this third personality has been used to uh, pretending to be Stephen, if you will. Oh, oh, that's that's neat, but I, that's not what. This no, show it's, is. it's it's certainly not because I I went through again and I watched and it was like if he, when he's alone he wouldn't be talking to himself as Stephen. That doesn't make sense. So that theory was out there, but I thought that was a, it was an interesting play. But when you look back at it, it's, it's certainly not there. Mm. Number six. I'm not good at seeing the signs when a woman is a, when a woman is attracted to me. But the second Layla says to Stephen, "You smell like him." How absolutely tone deaf do you have to be to miss that one? That's that's got to be a tough. That's that's a tough road to hoe because if you sit there, I'm like at that point. You look like him. Now you smell like him. Guess what, brother? You were in like Flint. You're done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm the exact same way. I've had those like, you what? Oh, I I'm, I didn't see any of these messages that were clearly strewn right across the sky for everyone else to see, except for me. So yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. But sometimes if, if she leans in and starts talking about how good you smell, <laughs> notice that the light's green, my dude. <laughs> Uh, number seven, which is in this instance, you're my dude, my dude. <laughs> what, do you, what do you say? Green light, my dude. You're talking about yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Just go, go right ahead. You can, uh, All right. uh, number seven, which is more believable, a man with multiple personality disorder who fights crime or some such, or that all the mysteries of Egypt can be solved by a bunch of jokers with flashlights in under 45 seconds. Well, I understand where you're coming from with this question. However, don't forget that one of the most beloved movies of all time is the third Indiana Jones movie <laughs> where Indiana Jones in in half of a morning <laughs> yeah. gets the scar on his face, gets his hat, gets the whip, has a fr- becomes afraid of snakes all in half of a morning. <laughs> that is Every that single really, character trait really that will convenient. define you for the next 30 years, we are going to do it. We're going to boil it down to this specific date. It's literally in 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 in, in this right. We are <laughs> we are we are witnessing every single event happen to you all in one in one half of a morning. Like that is ridiculous. So I see what you're saying. Yes, it is very convenient, but you know, again, it's the thing that I keep t- talking about with the show is like the like you can't add convenience to convenience to convenience and expect like everybody to just completely follow along. Yeah. Like after a while, some people are going to go, Nope, I'm not there yet. I still like the show, but boy, Oh boy. I could see somebody being like, you know what? I'm done. I need you to go back to the lab for at least two days to try to figure this one out. Start scratching <laughs> your heads and scratching them hard. <laughs> well, I know that you make fun of me because of my absolute love for uh, Better Call Saul. I bring it up all the time. But Better Call Saul is a process show where you know, like, you, you see how things happen. It takes forever. It is not, it is not an easy show where like you, like you like it's not for everybody. But my God, it makes sense. Everything makes sense on that show. Yeah, sometimes you like it when a plan comes together. <laughs> uh, number eight, if you were sharing the body with another personality, how hollow is one personality threatening the other? That comes to us from some kids. <laughs> if the guy in the mirror is talking about how he's going to give you a beat down, do you really care? I don't know. I've threatened to kick my own ass many times. <laughs> It's the old Rudy Ray Moore thing. I kick my own ass twice a day and he don't say nothing. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, you know, I, this is a very good question, St. Kitts, but I think that, I think that uh, in Mark's case, in Mark slash Stephen's case, it, it happens a bit, you know, where the beginning of this show is just Mark just owning Stephen and Stephen not understanding what's happening, where he keeps going out every single night. He keeps doing whatever he wants to do. And then Steven suffers the consequences every single day. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. And to like, and to, and to think at the same time too, that, you know, you're just going bonkers. Like I, you can't, he can't explain why he's getting up while he leaves, what all these things are. He doesn't get that. True. Like it, he's, true. he's in the dark as much as we were at, at the beginning of episode one, you know? Number nine. Yeah. Number nine, the disemboweling scene is a direct lift of Jurassic Park. The Egyptian monsters are even making the clicking noises like velociraptors. Is this going to be in every haunted house movie for the rest of our lives, this scene? Not only that, uh, but there's an earlier scene with with the uh, the flares that is very Jurassic oh, Park right. as well. You're right. I'm going to be honest with you, between between these two scenes and a couple of other things that we see in this episode, I didn't write them down, unfortunately, so I don't remember them off the top of my head. Um, we'll talk about it later, but I think that there maybe have been other movies that have been going on. Oh, for sure. This entire time, and that has uh, etched its way into this story as well. So if we find out that uh, you know we've taken cues from that stuff, but then again, they may just be like, you know what this is. You know what's been going on. We don't have to tell you what's going on. You know they've been watching Jurassic Park. That's why it's there. Shut up. Maybe. It's true. But I'd like to see that happen. Uh, number 10. During a fight between Layla and the Pharaoh's priest, was anyone else getting a Sam Raimi bod that comes from Bo from Austin, Texas? Bo, this is a very good question. Yes. The other thing that kept coming up was Abbott and Costello meet the mummy. <laughs> um, which, uh, especially with Steven's reactions to things, uh, uh, to, to put it in, uh, in a more recent parlance, it is like when Ernie and Bert are in the, to- in the tombs and the Pharaoh <laughs> keeps singing the song with them. Um, it is a, uh, uh, it, it, it is, it is goofy for goofy sake. Some of the stuff like the part where he, 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 he kills that one, that one mummy thing. Uh, and, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he keeps saying to himself that he did a great job, that he, he, he smushed it. He smushed it. <laughs> oh, I did a good job. Uh, you pushed a table out on somebody. You did it's, a good job. I smushed it. I smushed it. I smushed it. It's, very, it's, very, it's a very funny scene. And, it's, and, and it's, it seems purposely done, which I, I enjoy greatly. I, I mean, any time that you can have that, have, have those, those flashes instead of just taking from modern cinema like i do i do enjoy that there and it's impossible to do uh horror and comedy and not reference evil dead it's just it's impossible like it it, it, you're you're going you're going to get that 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 flair of it the only movie that comes close to not referencing it is Shaun of the dead and even Shaun of the Dead has moments where you're like, ah, oh, that's from Evil Dead. Yeah, the, the couple camera moves and stuff where you're like, ooh, very Raimi, that one. Yep. Uh, at the same time, like, I think one of the things that made this, and I, Bo, I'm going to take a guess here. Like, the thing that made me kind of go most Raimi-esque in that fight is her jamming the uh, the flare oh, yeah. into his eye and everything. Yeah. That, that shot, the way that that character moved and everything, that was so very kind of uh, Raimi-esque, if you will. 
Well, and also the very good storytelling about her ripping off the, the, the mummy's arm and then the mummy still trying to attack her, like stab her with what's left of his arm. Yeah. That's some Raimi storytelling. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's definitely there. Number 11, do you think you'll ever get a chance to throw a lit flare down a deep hole? Because that's oh, something that I want to do so bad. <laughs> man, that is such a good, this is an excellent question. And yes, I want that. I want to walk through a sword tunnel one day. Mm -hmm. That's another thing I would love to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, I would like to be able to say to someone, I will destroy you and have them scared. Yeah. Uh, like they do on soap operas. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Uh, that's the, the, like, these are the three things, but, but the, the, the flare down the, down the hole, man, that's really good. Flare down the hole, like screaming, no time for backup. That's oh a, yeah. That's, that's a, good. That's another great one that, you know, feels like you got to do at some point sliding mm -hmm. across a, a car hood to get to the driver's seat as fast as you can. That's really good. No time to run around. You got to slide across the, like, uh, the opening to SpongeBob to the SpongeBob movie. That would be great <laughs> being able to relive that. So, you know, I just say what, what I, I'm just, sometimes you got to have goals in life and they don't have to be big goals. Just stuff that you like at some point you can do that. It's just, you got to find a deep enough hole. That's the tough part. It is true. Which also means that you're in danger. Yeah. Especially if you're standing at the precipice of said hole, you better mm. not have any of your, you know, buddies around just going to start, you know, <laughs> dicking around at a moment's notice. Next thing you know, you're falling down the bottomless pit just because you want to drop a flare. Yeah, and that's pretty bad news. Jerk, so no need for that. Number 12. How many people have Mark killed, has have Mark killed at this point? Under over 10? I feel like it's got to be over 10, right? I mean, because he's... Uh, he we... kills three people in this episode. And in the last episode... He's got to be killing at least five people, probably more when he runs across uh, uh, Ethan Hawke's people. Yeah, but like, because even that first time, like when he's out in the street and there's like, what, six guys or whatever around him and he's got the little uh, scarab in his hand and everything that's all bloody. Like that was, I mean, oh, right. technically that's all Mark that did all that butt kicking, we would imagine. We're not, right. we're not sure if it's the third guy yet. And the third guy we we think killed the Egyptian the Egyptian gang last week, right? Because he he claims that like both of them claim that they did not they weren't the right. one who did that, right? So I, I don't know. I'm gonna it's yeah I gotta go. Well, I'm, I'm saying I gotta go over over ten. I think you're right. I think it's over ten. Thirteen. Does anyone really think Layla went over the side of that cliff? It's already shown that she was the kind of badass on her own, and there was no way that they were going to let her die like that. Why continue to use the stupid old trope where they're actually going to where they actually are going to catch themselves? Have her just kick the guy over the side like a badass and move on. That comes from Noah. Noah, this is a very good point, and it's something where, like, the tropey trope of tropes keeps happening. And, uh, you know, the show d deserves more than that, quite honestly. Um, whether it's, I, I do like your very straightforward, just kick him over the side. That's fine. Um, because there's nothing surprising about her holding on to the ledge. There, there, there's literally the, nothing. The hand comes up and no one is shocked. At all. You know, like there's nothing surprising to that at all. 
or like I thought either she was going to be hanging on to the side or she would have found a new wonderful part of the thing that, you know, like by barely surviving, you know, I thought it was going to be one of those two things. I'm glad it was that she was just holding on to the side because can you imagine if there was like another secret part to this thing? Like, Oh my God. <laughs> but secret but on secret. yeah. Secret on a secret hat on a hat. Like no thanks. Yeah. Uh, but it, this is a very good point. Noah. And, and, and I, I fully, fully endorse this question. That being said, like as someone who goes to the movies very regularly, I have seen a large, large amount of people be shocked at some things that get shown on screen that are that like these people take to be reveals of things well, that are look, not revealing. It's like we all knew this. It's like this well, is not a no, what? <laughs> look, there, there's there's no lead in the gasoline anymore or for our for our foreign listeners, petrol. Ooh. Uh, so we should be getting smarter. Uh Younger people should be smarter than we are because we were born where there was still lead in the gas yeah. and it was making everyone a little bit dumber. And now that we're not drinking that leaded gas, we're fine. <laughs> no big deal. Now, now that there's no longer lead in the gas, people should be getting smarter and people are smarter. And so I think that having that trope happen again and again, you know what? Let's, let's be better as a society and move on from that trope. He just dodges, she just dodges out of the way. And as he falls down, she just looks over and goes, science, ah, or something. I don't know. Perfect. 14. So I thought the Egyptian tomb of Alexander the Great was a bunch of Marvel hogwash, but it turns out he did have an Egyptian burial and his tomb was visited by Cleopatra, Julius Caesar, and Augustus. What did you learn this week? Alexander the Great's a person? I thought that was like a no. Um, I, I didn't know I didn't know any of that. I, I to me, all of this, you could have made this up from the jump and I would have been like, okay. No no clue. I, I still I still question it, despite the show telling me and the guy who runs it uh, you know, being an Egyptian guy and saying, Hey, I'm gonna do this stuff up, you know, the right way. So I imagine that he's probably got a Got a good head on his shoulders for this. So if that's what, you know, is presented in front of me, oh, I, I believe it. Man, I look, I, I double checked. I, you know, I, I didn't go to one source. I went to two. And both of them said these very facts. What I just what I just spouted to you. Uh, I wonder when, when we're going to find Alexander the Grapes tomb. <laughs> I don't know. But as long as he's played by uh, Colin Farrell, I'll be A-OK with it. Pretty good. Cherry Chan, Lemonheads. <laughs> They're all there. 15. I've got to say, if I witnessed my wife's father getting murdered, I would bring it up before I desecrated Alexander the Great's body. Is there any reason you can possibly think of why you wouldn't have brought it up earlier? Well, I mean, I guess the real reason is that, you know, he knows what that what it's going to elicit from her from her as a reaction. He knows that, you know. <laughs> Who's going to take, hey, by the way, I killed your father well. Well, he didn't kill her. He was just in the room. He didn't well, kill him. He well, was you know in the what room. I mean, like adjacent to. But, sure. but like he was he was there. He knew about it. He at least was knowledgeable enough about it to where, you know, I guess, I guess you start out the conversation with. Now, let me preface this by saying I was not involved directly and then go into your story. But don't make it but, sound like you started. But he off. kind of is. I mean, that's the other part to it is that he is kind of 
involved. I mean, oh, I'm trying to tell you how to get out of the problem. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying everything I'm saying is true. I'm just saying how you get out. Like, I didn't know nothing about this. It have everything was like this when I showed up. That's how you got to just you know, if you just uh, crib it with that. We're learning a lot about each other's personalities, right? Yeah, you just got to be able to justify it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my word. My business partner, everybody, at a portrait. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Uh, 16. Harold describes Layla's father as a unique archaeologist. Someone calls you unique. How do you take it? Uh, I first I would say first I would say what does unique mean? When the way he says it, I that's what I tell is your father was a unique archaeologist. I'm like, what what do well, I'm sorry. I'm what sorry. does that mean does to that mean, you specifically? If somebody says unique like that in the manner with which he did, I think he was being disparaging. Yes, absolutely. It's like when somebody sees your comedy act, because that's all I have reference for here. Somebody sees your comedy act and they go, well, that was different. Yeah. <laughs> They're still trying to be nice, but they hated it. Boy, you were up there, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you got up there. I tell you what, it takes a lot of guts. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> the the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life is that, that somebody, I'm sorry, I'm derailing this thing, but I got to bring it up, is uh best compliment I ever got was guy comes up to me after show and he goes, oh man, my, my, uh, my, my girlfriend forced me to come here, dragged me kicking and screaming. But I actually had a great time. You're funny. Oh, gee, thanks. And, and like, I, I knew he was being completely 100% honest and he like still had a good time. It's like, <laughs> oh man, that means this dude thinks I'm funny for real. At least it wasn't just like, I didn't want to go to this garbage show. And then they, I got dragged to it. Like, why did you have to put garbage on the front of it? That just seems like you were just being purposely mean there. You could have just said, I didn't know what I was getting into. Tons of stuff. Don't say it's garbage off the bat. I told Number her I didn't 17. want to. I don't want Number to go 17. Anybody. Number 17. 17. I know Bruce could handle it, but how much would you have, how much would have to be on the other side for you to rip off the bandages, break open the jaw, and reach your hand down a mummy's throat elbow deep? Well, it depends on if I thought I was saving the world. If I think I'm saving the world, I absolutely can. Um, it's a I, Thursday. I, I, I know, like, if it's exactly, if it's just Thursday, then no, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> but if I know this is going to bring about a better thing, if I do this thing, then yes, I will do that. I feel like I got to know that the that like I'm very much against the clock. Like, don't give oh, me I don't give me you, time to think about it. Because if I got time to think about it, I'll talk myself <laughs> out of it. But if you go, the world is on the line right now. You got to hustle. Go down, and reach the scarab and that whatever, whatever, whatever the deal is. Just go and do it. You got to you got to put a time limit on that real fast, double dare style. You are right about that because I can't tell you how many times after I've done the thing, much later I've gone, man, I can't believe I did that thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's be, because there was a ticking clock. Yeah, you just you just have to do it. Yeah, you, you got to go. But I'm not I'm not going like, well, you can just saunter in and decide when you're going to reach down this guy's throat. No, thank you. Right. Right. Got to be a crime of passion. <laughs> 18. This one comes from Big Dave Movies. When Mark dies and falls into the light and we switch to the adventures of Stephen Grant, did you think it was a flashback origin story or did you know right away that it was a TV show? due to the aspect ratio change. And we both know who this is 
geared towards, who this question is geared towards. Anna. I will say this. I when when the trans when the transformation happened, when we go all of a sudden and it is this weird thing, I got so excited for a second because I was like, Oh, the cojones on this show. If this is what you're doing right now, if we go like cause that felt like a uh it felt like a Legion kind of thing. Yes. You know, where we're going off the rails and you don't know what's about to happen here. Yes. That's what that felt like. I was just like, oh boy, if we go into some weird meta show or something like that or back in it, I thought we are in for something here. Uh, so I was excited. I, I don't want to say I was you know, disappointed or anything when the reveal got there, but man, I thought we were going to go down a really wacky road with that. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, I and, and I'll tell you, first off, one, it feels like watching a canon movie, like something like, like, like Chuck Norris and Firewalker mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And I could have watched the entire movie um, because I love watching a canon movie. Um, you know what you're, what you're in for. Uh, the, it, it'll be hilarious in certain parts. Um, but I, I, and I even did a little bit of a deep dive on this to see who is this dude. Cause doesn't this dude look famous, but he's not. No. He looks like he's somebody, but he's not like, I'm, I'm look, everybody's somebody, Yeah. but he's not somebody who you're like, Oh, it's that guy. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I even like the name of the movie tomb. I can't remember what it's called. Tomb, tomb crusher, tomb buster. That's what it is. Tomb buster. But I, I will tell you this, they, they are riding the line here with the show because you're not going to out Legion Legion. And so the people who make the show very clearly have seen Legion and we'll get into that with the next question. So let's do that. Number 19, let's talk production design. The nut house is as stark a white as you can get. And one could imagine a bit of a pip to keep clean all day, but is, is this over the top white on white on white, just a visual the art department came up with because of the way that it wanted it to look, or is there something more to it than that? Well, it's two things, right? One is that it, you the, you want to make it look very clean. You want to make a very clean looking thing. One, because it's, you know, like you want to give off the thought that he is in an actual hospital, which he is not. There's no way this is an actual hospital. But the other thing is that it feels otherworldly. It also feels like the future, but all three of these things at the same time. It's also a, it's a pretty easy conceit because it's, it's an easy, it's easy to do that to, for white on white on white. Cause everything is white. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could like, just from a cost standpoint, that works as well. It also feels like otherworldly. So you have that as well. So now you have four different things happening when everything is all white. It's a, it's a real good way to go. If you're trying to convey different messages at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's so in like, it's, it's above and beyond even like what a normal, like mental institution or something would be, which sure. is, it is very white, but this is like the tables are pure white. The chairs are pure white. And like the only kind of design that you see a little bit was within the flooring itself and a couple of pieces of, of furniture, even and and even those are you know mostly white for the most part, but I love like so many of those little, and we'll get to more of it, of this later, but just, uh, they're, they're doing a good job on this show is what I'm essentially trying to say. They are. They, they are doing a pretty good job. The, I will say 
that uh, to to real to, to really you know like package with the last question. Um, you're not going to beat Legion. Legion Legion's insane asylum is the best. Um, it is not. It, none of the none of the corners are cut on that show when it comes to that particular um, set. And it it look it also looks otherworldly, but it also looks like the '70s. But it also looks like the future, and that is not easy. That is very very difficult what they did there, and 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 what Legion does is much harder than what um, than what Moon Knight does. It makes more sense in Moon Knight for everything to be white because Moon Knight is white, yeah. And also so that you can convey that everything is in his head, but at the same time, it's the future, but also it's a hospital and also it's otherworldly, like all of these things. It's, it's a, it's a good way to go for moon night. And I'm not saying that they were lazy. I'm just saying that it's a little on the nose for me, but what are you going to do? And I like the, uh, I like the, the, um, the lights hanging from the ceiling that reminded me of like inception in the, in the the beginning of inception with the, the whole lanterns and that big. Yeah. And I, I, and I don't understand that, maybe they'll answer it in the next episode, but I really don't understand why, why there was the shaking in the hallway. Yeah. Cause um, I, I still, my guess is, is like this, this is in his head. All of this. Oh, for sure. There's no way it's not. It has to be. Yeah, I mean, it's it, not it, a real it, place. Yeah. You're basically looking at like Sherlock's palace in his head. You know, I mean, that's basically what this is. Yeah. And, and, and having the, the third personality be in the, the, the sarcophagus, like, you know, that's, that's coming up very quickly. Yeah. Um, and they got two episodes left. Like, you know, let's, let's go. Don't let's be go. Interesting. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, number 20, if your therapist looks like Ethan Hawke with pulled back hair, eighties glasses and a mustache, how long before you're cured? <laughs> Cause I'm getting out of there real fast. <laughs> Well, usually you get to choose your therapist. That's the way that my therapy sessions work. You can walk and, in and you're like, nope. <laughs> and my my therapist looked like the old man in the sea. <laughs> and I did that on purpose. And he was an amazing man. And he taught me that one of the nicest trips you could possibly take is to take a rail, uh, take the railway, the Canadian railway from coast to coast. It's the best month you will ever have in your life. And I said, you have more money than me, sir. You can afford that trip. I Just cannot. Just let me take a month off to go. Get out of here. I hate these people so much. You know that they, they're everywhere, too. And like you come across them, you're like, who are you? What, what, what planet do you operate from? Because the rest of us don't do this. For, for me, you said it correctly. For me, it's the month off. That's that's the problem. Yeah, you want to take two weeks of vacation at, at like a week at a time at separate points during the year? God bless. Have a good time. You're taking a month off? Shut up. Well, but I now I have vacation goals. Yeah, no kidding. Get a month's worth. <laughs> it's like, they don't let me stack it. I can't do any of it. It <laughs> sucks. It's use it or lose it, baby. 21. I noticed in the mental ward the cupcakes from episode one. The guy who rolls Mark into his favorite spot is Ethan Hawke's right-hand man. And Stephen Grant's boss is at the, uh, Stephen Grant's boss at the museum is also a patient. Did you notice any other Easter eggs in the asylum? Yeah. So the lady, his pat the passport lady is there drawing Conchu. Oh, really? She's in there. Uh, the, the two guys that uh, take him from uh, his office 
when he decides to kind of try to bust out and everything, uh-huh. those two guys were the cops that were looking for him earlier. Oh, really? So everyone that is in this is someone that you have seen in this show. Uh, <laughs> the guy who's the guy who I'm fairly certain the guy who's calling the bingo balls is the statue guy. Oh, really? Or if he if it's not him, he's in there. The statue guy's in the in the room. I think it's I think he's the bingo caller. If memory serves. Uh, but yeah, pretty much everybody that you've seen in this show has is showing up in there, and uh, they don't quite all look exactly like what you you know may remember them as, but they're there. That's cool. All over the place. Uh, twenty three. Oh wait, wait, wait. No, twenty two. Twenty two. I'm sorry, I'm skipping all over the place here. Twenty two. Why would a movie's production value be a measure of how many people have seen it? That comes from Matthew. And then, oh, that is an excellent question, Matthew. In, that is in reference to when uh, he's talking about the movie that uh, that Mark is in the asylum who's been watching and talks about how the production values of this movie are so crappy that so few people have seen it. And you know, people like Canon and Full Moon Pictures go, "Excuse me, sir." <laughs> yes, but I mean, it is a good point, right? I mean, you know, we're all nerdy nerds, so we know, you know, we know what we know, but that's a pretty select group of people. Like, you know, uh, geez, we've gone evil dead crazy tonight with both our podcasts, but you know, uh, uh, I, w- I would say to you that every nerd in the world knows who Bruce Campbell is, but my dad doesn't know who Bruce Campbell is, mm. you know, and, and, my dad, if he's, if he was to, he would never be able to sit through evil dead or evil dead Two, even, but he would be able to sit through army of darkness and Briscoe County jr. And definitely Briscoe <laughs> County jr. Yes. Why wouldn't you? You're a human but being, it, aren't you? And, and, and it's because there's some, you know, there's the people who are like, um, uh, I can't watch the Blair witch because it looks so cheap. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a very valid thing. You know, suspension of disbelief is real, you know, and if you can't suspend your disbelief, then you shouldn't be watching this thing. It's the reason why there's some people who absolutely hate movies with spaceships in them. Or like me, if I see a dragon, I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> what if he's singing? What if he's a singing dragon? That, that, that changes. Well, anything? that's different. Well, Pete's dragon action. We're talking Pete's dragon. And that's pretty good. That's pretty good stuff. That was, that was one of my favorites as a kid. Me too. Ah, boop, boop, boop. 23. When you started this episode, did you ever think <laughs> hippo? Definitely not. Cause I sure shooting like, yeah, if you did like had a bingo card, speaking of bingo, hippo would not have been a square. I would have put up there. Definitely not. But again, this is the kind of thing that I absolutely love. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, the, this this week we reviewed Japanese Spider-Man. I love that. I love Japanese Spider-Man. And, and, and you know what the end of this reminded me of? And this is going to seem like such a weird pull. This reminded me of the very first episode of The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, the, the father takes out his metal detector on the beach. And at the end of the show, he... He finds a he finds a little treasure, and that treasure is a car, which they all get in and drive away at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was the '90s, everybody. That was that is an amazing, it's <laughs> an amazing thing that happened on that show, and they do they do a lot of that on Adventures of Pete and Pete. 
I, I would like I would like everything I watched to have a little bit of Pete and Pete in it. To be honest with you, think, of, and, think about that and, show though. We had we had a show in the nineties with that that starred predominantly starred two redheaded kids. Yeah, who did who do who to put that one on the docket? Yeah, I sure it, wouldn't. And they were both great. It was a great <laughs> loved, show. It was so weird. I love Big Pete and Little Pete. I love both. That show is great. That show is great. I was almost an adult watching that show, and I could still watch that show. <laughs> 24. So this week I watched an accent expert react to Oscar Isaac's London accent, and he said that not only was it good, but that Oscar Isaac is using a register that most Americans wouldn't use, which very much impressed him. Will we be as impressed with Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent next week with Doctor Strange? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say twice as much. We're gonna we're gonna call Oscar Isaac some kind of a he's just gonna be a schlub, you know, a second placer. <laughs> I, I will say I will give Benedict Cumberbatch this is that his accent does seem to be getting better with each movie, but that first Doctor Strange movie where he just basically, it feels like he said, now I can do, I can do an accent. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing, dude? You don't sound like anybody ever. And I'm sure that, you know, to, to, to the super highly trained ear, Oscar Isaac at times probably has that thing where like, you know, like a word is off from time to time. Like, yeah. like Hugh Laurie is house. Like every so often Hugh Laurie, just like there's like a word like every episode or where you're like ah man you almost like you almost got through this whole episode but every so often it's like "Mm, you said that word wrong it's like canadians and and then like about and a couple of other different words where it's just like you're fine you're fine you're fine and then one sneaks right past and you're like oh hey that ain't right (laughs) right we don't talk like that around here right Number 25, the Lemire run is my second favorite comic run, so I've been waiting for this uh, reveal since I noticed the hospital hallway in the credits. Is the mental facility Mark and Steven's perception of the underworld or even possibly the overworld? That comes from Joe. Overvoid. Overvoid, I'm sorry. Joe S., that is an excellent question. I didn't even think about that, that he's not in his head. Maybe he's in the overvoid. So explain, mm. explain that one again for people like me that have heard the term but have forgotten already. Um, well, you know, they mention it in the show in the last episode when Conchu is taking over Mark Spector's body and he, and he says, you're all so complacent sitting there in the overvoid, yeah, 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 yeah. which I is basically that. their heaven. Okay, I got you. I got you. And so, you know, that is a very excellent point. So I had never not thought of that. That is exactly what this is. It's the overvoid because why, what else could it possibly be? You know, with like no one is going to dream up uh, Egyptian hippo. But think, think about it this way too. You know, it, it, some of it kind of makes sense because he's, he, he's chained down to where he is. So every, every, like all the things that he kind of feared that were, uh, going on with Steven, you know, like being able like just walking around, losing it, you know, kind of going someplace mm-hmm. else is all kind of transferred to this character here. So like it, it is all still it's the same person. Still. It is, but I think it's more of a contact thing mm-hmm. where, you know, the end of contact, like, uh, like, and I'm not an alien. I'm, I, I'm, I'm actually an alien. I'm not really your dad. Exactly. We're just trying to make things feel better. For yeah. You. We, we needed something that your mind could understand and comprehend. And this is as close as we can put together based upon the information that we've got. That's not bad. 
Spoilers for a 25 year old movie, by the way. Yeah, if you haven't seen that, why, why are you listening to this show? Get you know, pause, go on, and come back. Uh, 26. And all the scenes that happen without Steven in the room or even conscious, how are we able to see them if this is all in his head? This is this is a tough one because when it comes to things like this, there's two schools. One that you can have that like if indeed this is in the mind of someone that you're only going to be kind of with this character, if you will. There are certain movies where you don't leave this character's side because everything is being told from that person's perspective. You can't know what the evil people are planning in their lair because our character doesn't right. know that. If your character doesn't know that, you as the audience don't know that. Right. And I feel like that could be a little bit of the same here, I guess. Well, you know, again, I... I do not trust Marvel television enough to, to satisfy all of this, all of these dangling threads, but I do trust that Oscar Isaac is part of a part of a thing that if he's going to move forward and all signs point to that, he's going to be moon Knight for a while here that all of these threads get tied. He's also an executive so, producer of the show as well, isn't he? Yes, he is. Okay. And, and as is Ethan Hawke. Oh, there you go. Uh, but I think that, I think that they're, I think what we're seeing here is that it, it Joe really did kind of crack my head open with this. I think that it is the overvoid. And I think that that's because he hasn't been, he hasn't been imagining all this. I, I think that it's all, it's all one thing. Like, I, I think. He, he has been killed, and now he is in uh, the overvoid where they're going to bring him back to life. I was about basically. to say, so like the next thing would be like him working his way out of that. Like maybe that's the next two episodes, maybe? I don't know. I think, I think one episode and then the finale is going to be, you know, or or maybe because it is Marvel, maybe, maybe he murders Ethan Hawke at the end of the next episode. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. But it, it, what I can tell you is that by the end of this, by the end of episode six, Ethan Hawke is dead. Okay. I could see that. There, with, uh, the way that this show works, uh, he is dead. And or honest, at the very least, he, he he's dead. And then they have that weird thing where like, or is he? Yeah, big question mark at the end. And then you yeah. just fade to black and we're on to Doctor Strange in a week. Right. <laughs> Uh, number 27. Speaking of Ethan Hawke. Man, does Ethan Hawke have some gnarly teeth? Do you think it's admirable or awful that he's never had them fixed? I think it's surprising. I mean, he's had a very long Hollywood career. He's all, I think the reason that he's never got them done is ultimately, I'm sure if you asked him, he wants to be more of the actor's actor. You yes. know, he's a good looking guy, but like if you keep the teeth a little grody, somehow it brings you down to a little bit more of a character actor level, mm -hmm. I guess. that That's my best guess is that like, hey, if I had these perfect teeth and this perfect good looks and everything, I would be hired for more of these high profile things that frankly, I don't really want to do. I'd rather make uh, I'd rather make movies that mean something more to me. Than just a than just a paycheck, and that's honestly, from what I'm to understand, the reason why he did this was ultimately he just wanted to work with Oscar Isaac. So yes. like, it feels like he's one of those people that like will do those big budget things, but also really just 
at the end of the day is still kind of that, you know, nerdy nerd artist in there that just goes like, I just want to do something that, that I like. It's good. That's, that's my best guess. It's a good guess. And it, listen, and, and you know, if you if you rewind the clock back a little bit, if your teeth looked like that and you can still pull an um, a Thurman, you know, you're doing all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> why why fix what's broke? <laughs> uh, what are we in here? 27 or eight? 20, rather, excuse me. 28, yeah. 28. Will we see more personalities besides Mark slash Steven? Is that was what was knocking on the sarcophagus in the room that comes from Noah of the Darkwoods? Well, Noah of the Darkwoods, uh, we are definitely seeing that third. Listen, if we don't see it by this next episode, I think we're going to, we're going to be seeing some riots. Because well, <laughs> uh, at this point, we've, we've teased her enough. We got to see what's on the other end of that coin here, man. Oh, I think, I think we're going to see if we do see it, it will be at the very end of the episode. Uh, much like Moon Knight in the bathroom at the end of the first episode. Well, we got to get you watching that last episode. So that's yeah, right. You know. And I and I think that's what it's going to be. And also, you know what? This is exactly why I think that Ethan Hawke's character is probably dead at the n- end of the next episode, because the actual villain is going to be uh, the third personality, and them having to stop the third personality. Yeah, I think uh, some other people have kind of pointed that out and like that that he may be the uh you know the guy that we all believe to be the enemy who then in the last you know 11th hour comes in and helps save the day yes. or something yes i could see it yeah i think so 29 so it looks like bruce was super accurate on his guesses there's another personality there's a mental hospital egyptian hippo lady do you think we'll have any idea as to what's happening by the end of the season and i asked this question when I just said what the end of the season is going to look like. Yes, that's exactly what's going to happen. question before. <laughs> that's what I think. I mean, that, that's my that's my guess, is that, you know, end of this next episode, Ethan Hawke is dead, uh, third personality comes out, and then the, the last episode is is Mark and Steven trying to, to beat the, the this third horrible personality. I think, yeah, I, I think he'll die, but I think he'll die in the... Uh, in, in helping Mark somehow. Yes, you know what? That's an excellent point. He'll, yes. he'll die helping Mark somehow. Like you'll think, oh, he's finally gone over, and there'll be that last kind of moment where it's just like ah, the whole time, the whole time, the whole time, that kind of thing. Um, that that's my best guess. I I'll throw this out to you as well because. Do you think that we're going to get another? We, we asked these questions of, of many of these Marvel shows. A couple we obviously know the answer to. Like there'll be no WandaVision season two, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there could be something something there, but probably not. But of all the shows, it feels like, I mean, Loki and this one have the biggest chances of coming back for another season, yeah? I don't think this is coming back for another season. I think that Moon Knight is going to be something that we see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after this. Hmm. I, I don't think it's going to be anywhere else. And this is me without any extra knowledge. This is me just guessing. I, I, I don't know, because to me, it feels like there's too long of a tail on this to then go in what would be considered the opposite direction at that point, which sure. is the, you know, truncated format. Sure. Unless but the, this leads up to something that would be like, you know, like, like civil war esque, if you will, you know, some big thing that everything was leading towards maybe, but uh, maybe, Maybe, but you know, I, I mean, you know, uh, Oscar Isaac is far too interesting to have him languishing in a 
in a TV show. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I like don't know. Like that's, I mean, not for nothing. I, I still feel like that, you know, that still kind of feels like a little bit of an outdated trope with TV. Well, it, generally big. I would agree with you, but I mean, you see these Marvel shows. I mean, you know, I, I, I like them. I like them all, but it does feel like it's a little bit like the ghetto, you know, like let's, let, let, let's put Mark Spector into, something big it doesn't like, feel it, quite as fancy as like your star wars shows to be frank yeah well they're also not using the same technologies that star wars is well yeah 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 but i'm just just from a, like a, a field perspective and everything sure. like it feels like they're putting more time and effort into star wars than they would yes this. yes without a doubt so you know results may vary <laughs> uh let's wrap it all up with question number 30 30 i like this show but i don't love it and i think the reason is because i love the iconography of moon knight and we're not getting a ton of it what do you think yeah this is very much a jeff goldblum knocking on your thing going uh, are we gonna get any moon knight in your moon knight uh show please <laughs> uh, we'd like to see some moon knight in moon knight that is an excellent way of saying that uh, yes. because what what's been moon knight's uh, trt screen time here uh uh two boy minutes? You, Prob nah, it's probably more than that because in that second episode he's in it quite a bit. He fights and a Mr. bit, Knight. I guess. So okay, we're yeah. gonna count Mr. Knight as well, I guess. Yeah, and and I love I love the way Mr. Knight looks on this show, but I, I'm a much bigger fan of of classic flavor, regular flavored, unleaded flavored <laughs> um uh Moon Knight. You mean that Although, dirty Moon Knight. But boy, oh boy, I do like I do like the look of Mr. Knight. So for me, you know, it's, it, and I, I know I sound like the people who in, you know, the early two thousands with the second Spider-Man movie, were like, you know, Spider-Man isn't even in the movie for the first hour of the movie. Like, I know that sounds really dumb, but we are on episode four of Moon Knight and Moon Knight has been on screen for five minutes. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little rough. It is a bit rough. So that's, I mean, because to me, that's what makes me feel like a season two is more apt to happen because I think if you like, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to do in the next, you know, 60 minutes or, you know, however long the next couple episodes are, what hour and 20 maybe. Um, I, I don't know that that's going to leave us in enough of a situation to where a a narrative film would be able to pick up from that position to go on. I mean, prove me wrong, uh, Marvel. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll be glad to eat my words, but I, I don't know that based upon where we are right now, the amount that we have to go left, that we put them up to that level, that graduate them to that A-level tier right mm -hmm. away. I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that it's, it's there yet. That's a, that's the feeling I get at least. Maybe I, I think I think you're totally wrong, but I see where you're coming from. I mean, and maybe I mean, like I said, I don't. Who knows what numbers are? Who knows who's watching these things and everything? But I'll be honest with you, like I don't hear people talking about this show, like I no. heard them talking about like you know Star Wars, specifically you know Mandalorian. No, you're right, or the early the early stuff with Marvel. Yeah. You know, like those first two. Those first two series, people sure wanted to talk about them a lot. Yeah, because things were just weird, and we like yeah. we had no idea what was going on. And like at at this point, it feels like we kind of know what they're doing with TV at least a little bit. Does it feel like that to you? you no, as a matter of fact, it feels like it's it's it feels the exact opposite to me. Where it feels like what the comic books were for the first run of the Marvel movies is now the TV series are feeling like feeling like the farm 
like the farm system mm-hmm. where, you know, like the comic books are your double A, your triple A or the TV is the TV show. And then the movies are the major leagues. Right. It's, it's sort of how it feels like to me, which is fine. Like that's fine. But if you're going to, if you're going to test stuff, the TV series are definitely the place to test it. It's not, you know, then, then, then you end up with the Eternals movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It, you you have a product that no one knows anything about. You haven't given them anything to run with. And then you just go, why don't you love this? Well, right. you know right. why. You know, I mean, it works for something like Shang, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, but it doesn't work for the Eternals. The Eternals is too big a concept for for to just throw it on people. Way too many balls in the air. But this one, we only got the ball that is Moon Knight and the Moon Above. Ooh, what a transition! Uh, that wraps Still up King of them, baby. That wraps up another thirty questions for us. Remember, you can email your questions to marvel30q at gmail.com to get your question on the show. Uh, and so, a lot of good questions this week from you guys. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. And if you like what we're doing here, guess what? We got other things around the internet. Sean, where can they go? Well, this week we on on the mothership on uh, Hero Movie Podcast. We reviewed uh, the first three episodes of the Toei Spider-Man. And uh, boy, boy, did I have a great time. Uh, so, so listen to that, if you would, please. Japanese Spider-Man is what everybody wants for Christmas. Uh, and of course, uh, check out uh, all of Bruce's stuff. Go check out uh, the Anime Dad over there on the YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash CSET slash Bruce Leslie. That is Please. it, everybody. Join us next week for another Moon Knight. Another 30 questions for Sweet Sean's and Kovacs from the internet and the absent Bruce Leslie. I'm Adam Portress. Go get yourself a flip phone.